From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. Wafa El-Halifa has been announced as the new Equitable Development Coordinator for the Destination Medical Center in Rochester. She has spent more than a decade in the banking industry in the city and plans to draw on those connections and skills for the new role. El-Halifa has also been an advocate for Rochester's Diversity Council and a diversity and inclusion specialist with the local school district. In this interview with finance and commerce reporter J.D. Duggan, Al-Halifa says that this position combines her banking experience and her passion for improving equity, diversity, and inclusion in Rochester. Hi, I'm JD. I'm here with Wafa Al-Khalifa, the new Equity and Economic Development Coordinator at the Destination Medical Center in Rochester. Hi, Wafa. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, Thanks for being here with us. My first question is, when did you start in this role? I just started in January of 2022. So All right. Brand new. Yeah. So what does your day-to-day look like so far? Well, so far, it's been a lot of introductions and meetings uh, with staff from DMC, City of Rochester, and a lot of our partners um, and uh, organizations that we collaborate with. So it's been a lot of introductions and um, getting to be, you know, to become more familiar with some of the projects that DMC is working on right now. Sure. Great. Do you have some priorities for this new role or, you know, what is your, what is your vision? How do you, what do you hope to make of this role? Sure. Well, my role is as an equitable development coordinator. Um, my focus on the role is around affordable housing in the DMC district, along with, um, creating uh, best practices around equity, diversity, and inclusion in all our um, DMC work and projects and the different um, um, sectors that we work on. Um, Along with that, there is a focus on um, improving and um, launching co-design. I've been a co-designer with DMC previously on Discovery Walk project, and it was a pilot project to test a community co-design. And so I'm familiar with that. And so the focus on my role is to help others implement a successful co-design, you know, process. Yeah. Um, My next question was going to be, you know, what has your past work been and how will it guide you in this role? So maybe you could talk a little bit about the Discovery Walk and just other work you've done that kind of guides you into this position. Sure. Well, I've... I'm coming into this role with 13 years in banking um, in Rochester, uh, along with um, working in the community and supporting uh, minority communities. I've been an advocate for Diversity Council in Rochester, and uh, I've been member a member of 
different communities that we have here, um, along with a short brief time that I've worked with Rochester Public Schools as Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Specialist. And so this position, when it was created um, and, and, you know, applied for it, it seems like it's putting both worlds for me together, finance, banking, but also my passion for um, improving equity, diversity and inclusion in Rochester. Yeah. So you're the first person to hold this role with the DMC. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Um, so what have you, what kind of efforts have you seen in the DMC that you hope to either change or improve or, you know, things that you, you like that you want to expand on? Well, definitely from the, um, the equity lens, I've seen how DMC been working really hard on uh, making sure that they include the voices of underrepresented communities that we have in Rochester, knowing that the population of Rochester, we have about 20% minorities. And so um, you usually don't see the minorities involved in many of the projects that are happening in, in Rochester as a whole or in the DNC district. So um, I was invited um couple of years ago, I think now, um, to be a co-designer for Discovery Walk, um, the, the design of um, designing the, the park that's going to be connecting Soldiers Field to the Annenberg Plaza in downtown Rochester. And so I was part of a, a very diverse group of co-designers that we met on a consistent basis, um, along with the, the project team and the design team. And we would um, bring in our community's concerns, lived experiences, um, opinions um, to ensure that we're designing a space, a public, a public space that it, it will be available for everyone here in Rochester. So that's one of the efforts that I've seen DMC has been striving for and, and, and working on implementing that in other projects that are happening right now. So we're working on various projects right now, and we're ensuring that we are uh, including co-design as part of the process of designing these projects. Sure. Do you have any examples of how that design may have changed uh, following some of that community engagement? Sure. Um, when you talk about public spaces and, and what it attracts people to go and access these public spaces, for example, the Discovery Walk. And I know that it's not completed yet, but once it's completed, I will definitely invite you guys to come and take a look because part of our mission as co-designers uh, when we were working in the project is we ensure that we're, the design is inclusive and it would, um, you, know, you know, keep in mind that with all the diversity that we have here in Rochester is we want to include that even in the forms of art, for example. So the co-designers were asked to, choose from various of uh, you know um, applicants artist applicants we ended up choosing three amazing um, artists who are working on a the project um, they also come from diverse uh, backgrounds um, and so they're bringing uh, culture awareness in their the in their the in the design of the park <laughs> yeah um what does that community engagement look like is that um you know, going to a community center that is maybe more frequented by communities of color? Is it um, flyering in certain neighborhoods? What does it look like? So the process 
for me, for me, um, as an example, I was invited by the Diversity Council of Rochester. So I recognized right away that there is an amazing partnership between DMC and Diversity Council because the Diversity Council has a, a good list of contacts uh, of community leaders and community activists that we have in Rochester from different communities. And so I was connected um, uh, to the project through the Diversity Council. and. Um, we utilized um, different spaces. And when we started the the project, um, it was not COVID yet. And I, I can't remember the exact date, but um, once it, you know we had COVID, then we switched to virtual meetings. And so um, we used to meet, um, it was once a month. In between the the meetings in person, we were asked um, to present some questions very open-ended questions to our communities. We can change it where, you know, adjust the questions so it can um, fit our communities, bring their thoughts, lived experiences, and bring it back to the design team and we would have conversations. And so I was working with Arabic-speaking communities, Muslim communities, African communities, and we did have other co-designers who were working with students, youth, uh, we had a co-designer who was working with LGBTQ and so forth. So we brought all these, um, you know, lived experiences and created common themes that it's inclusive of all the opinions and the information that we brought back. And that's what was implemented in the design of the of the, the park. And so um, the space uh, was very open. Um, it was focusing on the co-designers, not the project managers. The project managers sat there, took notes, extensive amount of notes uh, to learn more, um, ask questions. Um, and just to also mention that um, this process of co-design also um, did um, pay attention to maybe there is a cost of you know, childcare or transportation or food for those co-designers to remove all these barriers so they can, um, you know, um, uh, get connected more to more projects in the city of Rochester. So um, that was really amazing. It was a really great experience. And um, seeing the same process being implemented again, in a, I, I was also a co-designer for uh, the Bloomberg Philanthropies um, uh, Mayor's Challenge. Um, where we got a group of BIPOC women along with construction uh, leaders. Um, and we co-designed the project of how can we improve the participation of BIPOC women in the construction field. And so, and as you may know that Rochester did win the million dollars and we were one of um, 15 global cities that won um, the the challenge and so that tells you the power of co-design that when you're bringing different voices voices that you may not see normally in um, community engagement that they can bring in new ideas and um, that could result to amazing results yeah um that sounds great um i how do you <clears throat> hope to continue community engagement moving forward it's it's 
obviously really hard to engage with communities right now beyond just online. Um, so what do you what do you hope to do to um, get underrepresented communities, keep keep them involved or get new ones involved? Sure. Well, one benefit out of COVID, I would say that we started to utilize um, technology in a different way. And um, it's making it to a certain degree easier instead of, you know, traveling to um, or driving to a space where you would attend uh, meetings physically. Now you could join it from the comfort of your home. And so I want to take advantage of that to make it easier for um, our underrepresented communities. Part of the goals that I have is use all the contacts and the people that I got connected to through my 13 years of banking um, and ensure that we educate them and give them a learning experience about DMC and all the opportunities that can um, be offered at DMC. And so um, we're right now listing a list of businesses, minority-owned businesses in the DMC area, where we can invite them to a meeting and let them know about all the opportunities that we have in terms of brands, um, you know, projects and so forth. Awesome. Um, So obviously demographics are changing everywhere. Um, How do you see the demographics and needs of Rochester changing and how do you hope the DMC will keep up with that? Well, um, from my short time working in the Rochester Public Schools, I know that 40% of the students in Rochester Public Schools are minorities. And in terms of the population in all Rochester is 20% minorities. So there will be growth in terms of minorities. And I know that um, through community partners like IMAA, uh, where we do learn from them, um, you know, the new waves of immigrants that they're moving to Rochester. So it's always important to be proactive in terms of that. Um, We shouldn't wait until um, minorities, immigrants move here and then identify the issues. We should be proactive in terms of having services uh, designed, um, translation, interpretation services that's available for our existing minorities, but also the coming minorities or the minorities who are looking to move to Rochester, um, where it makes um, the residency a lot easier here in Rochester. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, it It was good to hear your perspective. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me and you have a great day.